0: How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live once again. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3 today is January 29th, 2018. It is a Tuesday. We're coming up here close on the Super Bowl. It's right around the corner. I'm in Atlanta, the same town as the Super Bowl. i got a special guest with me once again, Brett Baker back again. Brett, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? I'm back at it again. I'm going to try to keep the cowboy talk to a minimum (laughs) because... I mean, listen, we talked about him way too much last week. So I mean, if you want to talk about the Cowboys real quick before we get things started, listen, I just I, gotta I, say I'm just going to say, Tony Romo is my MVP. <laughs> He's the off-the-field MVP this year. And he's going to do a hell of a job with the uh, Super Bowl, so. Oh, yeah. No, I, I want to run into Romo around town. Like, I'd love to be getting a drink at the bar and run into Romo or something like that. it be a great I, place to run I into him. I actually tried to chase, uh, chase uh, like, everybody that's in town for the Super Bowl media day. I tried to chase them all around yesterday, and it did not really work out. Dang, I wish you hit me up. I would have been down to Dude, it chase. Dude, it was just, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing. But, honestly, a ton of people are around all week, I think, like. I know Barstool guys are. Yeah, yeah. First take gets here tomorrow. Yeah, first take is coming tomorrow, but they're like spread out to where we can visit or whatever, like all throughout the week. It doesn't even matter, so it's pretty cool. Honestly, underestimated, like the. The atmosphere, the Super Bowl, what it brings, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely crazy down around there. I haven't been down around there yet. I'm thinking about it possibly tomorrow. Uh, what I wanted to say real quick though, to throw a little shade at your Cowboys, is how is Jason Garrett given the best players in the NFC and puts up seven points with them in the Pro Bowl? I mean, that was downright embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not a Jason Garrett fan personally, <laughs> so like, okay. I don't even care. I just hate... I hate that Jason Garrett has some way conned himself into a position where he can really, like, like, be awful. And he somehow gets it blamed on other people. Like, yeah, this year with Scott Linehan, even though Scott Linehan's not the greatest either, but I say clean house. But I mean, what do I know? Hey, I mean, that's how it always is GMs blame it on the coach, coaches blame it on the coordinators. You know, you got to move on, try to keep your job as long as possible. I can respect it, but. Let's get down to it before we start here with the Super Bowl. I kind of first thing I want to say before we discuss this story, Anthony Davis potentially on the move here, and his uh, agent Rich Paul yesterday leaked that he wanted to be traded. Um, Do you think that they that they waited till this week to leak this story because they wanted to take some thunder away from the NFL and keep keep something on the on the NBA? Because you know, I feel like every single sports talk show, this is what they lead in with rather than the Super Bowl. I would think that. Oh, man now that you point that out I guess but at the same time I feel like Anthony Davis is kind of just ready to move on from the situation I don't know why he ever signed such a large extension with them if he you know even had any doubts well, about the New Orleans that, yeah the way that they yeah. were coming together obviously with DeMarcus Cousins and at the time and well also with the way the NBA contracts are structured yeah, when you're yeah. yeah when that first four year deals up your yeah, team yeah, can yeah. match anything so I mean he would have been stuck there no matter what but I agree with you that it probably didn't leak it for that reason. I mean, at this point in time, the Pelicans now have dropped to 22 and 28. They're currently the third worst record in the Western Conference. So I feel like that it's just kind of become the point in the season where you evaluate where everything's at. AD's like, I'm hurt. I need to either decide if I need to rush back here to try to make a push to stay in the race or get out. And I think it's just kind of at the get out point. So And before we even get into the possible scenarios as to where he can go, Mm-hmm. You got to feel for Drew Holiday. I mean, that guy has literally been busting his ass all season. He's averaging what, 22, like 8 and 5. Yeah, Drew And he's one and of the best two way players in the league. Probably been, yeah, he's been playing great defense. He said in an interview, which I thought it was kind of funny how that day after practice where he had that interview and Anthony Davis refused yeah. to comment, pretty much gave to Drew Holiday again, was like, hey, handle this interview. And Drew Holiday said it was. of the reason that he stayed was Anthony Davis and now he's kind of stuck in this situation where he's either going to have to stay there or be part of another clean house like just house clearing I think so, he'll get cleaned when they clean the house. I mean, he's I believe twenty-eight now, possibly twenty-nine. I don't remember what his exact age is, but he's kinda older now. He's signed that extension. I think that him, Miritich, and Davis will all be moved. I think Julius Randle will hang on to. He's young. He just signed a new contract. He's playing some of his best basketball. Um, I agree. I think the Pelicans they're definitely cleaning house here. I mean, they got I mean, the Pelicans are not in a great situation yeah. right now. It's um, it's unfortunate too, because like on paper when you look at their team on paper, like mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis included, they look like they're really talented. Like they look like they could make a push. And they even last year when they played the Warriors, I mean, they nobody really put up a fight against the Warriors, but I mean they did as good as anybody did. Yeah, I mean they played with them well. They play fast paced like they do too. They like to get the ball out of the hoop and go. I mean, that game when they played each other it was like 188 points scored yeah. in a regulation basketball yeah. game, which is absolutely crazy. But I think the Pelicans, uh, from the team standpoint here, they need to clean house, get all their... I mean, there's no way they can make the playoffs right now in the West. The West too stacked up. It's not a bad time to go ahead and start trying to rebuild out West while the Western Conference is so strong. So, I mean, they can go ahead and clean house, get all the possible things they can. Miritich has one year left on his deal. Holiday still has three left. He to sign a new contract. Davis obviously got this year and next. But um, the, big, the big news with Davis, though... So, I'm under the impression that... I don't think he's going to get traded within this season. Wow. I think... I just don't think that teams are going to be wanting... They're going to be asking for a ton. And the only thing that I could see pulling the trigger right now during the season is, like, obviously the Lakers. Yeah. But, for one, the Celtics can't... They can't make a trade with for him right now. They literally yeah, they cannot. Unless they you, trade Irving. Their hands are tied. There's, yeah, and yeah, there's no way they want Irving. Yeah, their hands are tied. Walk. And... More on Kyrie Irving later, but the thing with Anthony Davis is, I mean, you got teams, the teams that are going to want Anthony Davis yeah. are, you know, the Raptors or the Bucks, or I know those were both two teams mentioned. Yeah. Those are teams that are already doing really well. And you're going to have to pretty much trade half of your team away to get him. I agree with you on that, but I mean I just don't think the Bucks the Raptors really have a package you want. They if don't, you think yeah. about all the favorable teams to trade with that meet your criteria. I mean, you don't really care what Anthony Davis's criteria is to get traded. You care about what's going to help your team build the best. And usually that's why that I would not be on the Lakers, but in this situation the Lakers Celtics and I mean people everybody says New York might be a good like meeting spot for them. New New York is only a decent trading spot if it's after the season. Same thing with Chicago, because Chicago, you can potentially get that first round pick that could help you land a guy like RJ Barrett or a guy like Zion. Because I mean if you trade him New York right now, you know New York's gonna win more games, so you probably won't be able to get RJ or Zion. You trade him to Chicago right now, it's, it's the same point. thing. I mean, those teams could potentially make playoff pushes with how weak the East is. So I mean, trading Davis to one of those teams doesn't really make sense. If you were to trade him now, the only team that really makes sense is the Lakers. I think the Lakers are smart. They're not going to go by the, oh, like we can get Davis for, for as a free agent in two years or we can get him for as a free agent in a year. But, yeah, you LeBron can't James. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean not, you're on somebody with a clock. Exactly. LeBron can get hurt. I mean, you just can't leave any of that up to risk. Davis could get traded somewhere and like where he's at. You can leave nothing up to risk if you're the Lakers. You have to go get him now. I think the Lakers need to cash out on their pieces. They need so, to reunite all I these. Know, as far as the Lakers go, they have the pieces to make the trade. Yeah, absolutely. As far as if you're the Lakers, this is the question that I've been asking myself ever since the story broke. Who do you try to keep out of your young guys? Because you got Lonzo, you got Kuzma, Ingram, I mean Ingram Heart, Hart. who do you try to? Yeah, Zubac was playing great. And mm. what do you have? Twenty four and like fourteen yesterday, or twenty four yeah. and sixteen, or some ridiculous stat line like that. Who do you try to keep? Um personally, I don't try to keep anybody, I unload anybody that's in anything that is not named LeBron James in order to acquire Anthony Davis. I think you have to go out and do it. Also, like we said, I mean you could potentially be acquiring another superstar in the offseason as well. I don't think anybody's off limits in this situation. Personally, if I'm the Pelicans and looking at this from a Pelican side. You want Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. I would rather have Josh Hart than Kuzma. My reason being here is Kuzma is 24. I mean, he played all four years in college at Utah. I mean, if you think about it, Kuzma's probably mostly arrived. I mean, Kuzma's a damn good player, but I mean, he's probably mostly arrived. I don't think Kuzma's gonna transform into a superstar and you pay like you know what I mean yeah. Kuzma doesn't have developing time Lonzo and Ingram were number two overall picks if anything I want those two guys absolutely have to be in the trade I want next definitely have to include Ingram and Lonzo. Yeah, for they're, sure. they're for sure gone. I think you also want one of those future firsts. I'd probably ask for Zubats as well, and I'd ask for another future first. I would let them. This one's unprotected. The next one's like top five protected or top eight protected. But I, I will want will say at least, what's, what's tough about that Zubats situation is since LeBron has been out and they've been just injury riddled all season, it seems like, or at least yeah. the last month or two. It kind of sucks that he has had as much playtime as he has ha- had in the last month or yeah. so because he's really proved himself. And now he's become a valuable trade prospect. And honestly, if the Lakers would have just sat on him for a little while and kind of shielded him from the world, you could have kept him for free pretty much. Yeah, and now he's he's got a lot of value on him. No, I, mean, I, agree, I agree with that, but I'd still rather have McGee as my backup center. And then, because the, I mean, you know he's going to move to the bench once they get Davis. And then on yeah. top of that, I don't really think this season even matters for the Lakers. That's I don't what think LeBron's it matters for LeBron. Yeah. So I don't think it matters for anybody. Yeah, that's why he's sitting out. I mean, nobody's beating the Warriors, which I mean, we can, I kind of had as a different segment, but I mean, we can work it here into this segment. I mean, they're 5 and 0 since Boogie's come back. They look absolutely unstoppable, and they've been passing the ball the most of any team in the NBA. Like their passing numbers, I mean, the way they're moving the ball, nobody can stop the Warriors right now. I think the way the Warriors are playing right now, you go out, you get Anthony Davis, you start building for next season, and then next season, this is where this comes into play. Play now. The Kyrie Irving story coming out, and same thing with what was reportedly reported by Woj last night was about, that Clay Thompson yeah, Clay considering Thompson. coming to LA. I mean, it makes all these things come into play now. So, I mean, I think this season in LA, I mean, you don't really worry about a championship. You go out, you do what you have to do to acquire Davis. I mean, shit. LeBron cannot play another game the rest of the season, but all they have to do is worry about what they do next year and what's going to happen with the Warriors. I mean, there's so much stuff that can, can happen in this next offseason. You can see off-season. it in LeBron's body language that he does... He cares, but he doesn't – he obviously can see the future in terms of like, oh, well, next year is going to be the year that I can make a push. This year is something that's going to be a growth year for us. Yeah. And he's, you know, right at his relationship with Kyrie, with the phone call, the the phone call hard around yeah. the, the world, I guess you'd call it nowadays. And you also have – the Clay Thompson situation is really interesting to me because for them to not offer a max contract to Clay Thompson, that means they would have to – They would have offered the max contract to, I guess, Boogie. Yeah, I mean, so would they choose Boogie over Clay Thompson? I would. I mean, it's really hard to say for them, especially because, I mean, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry obviously, this can't break that up. But if they win again this year, Clay Thompson might feel obligated to go kind of do it on his own without Steph Curry, but at the same time, he's going to be in LeBron. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see... It doesn't make sense to me that Thompson would leave unless he wanted to try to do it on his own because I feel like if he goes to the Warriors, it's the exact same thing. That one really doesn't make sense to me. I think if they try to be expendable with anybody here, it'd be Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond... I mean, Draymond Green needs to be... Yeah. I mean, I mean, the way he plays, he's older. I mean, I don't know how much longer Draymond Green can hold up. He's having a horrible year this year. He's been hurt a lot. They rested him last night, and they still blew him out. And Green has – he's got this year and one more year left on his deal. If anything, you would try to find a spot to trade Draymond or get rid of him in order to make space for Klay Thompson. I personally don't think Thompson will leave. I think Irving's more likely to meet up with LeBron here in L.A. But for sure. I think that <laughs> – I think the Lakers will require require another all-star and it'll be I mean, I think Davis is going there. I really don't think he wants to go to the Celtics. I mean, I think the Celtics trade package might be a little bit more what you want, but at the same time, I think the Lakers are going to go ahead and try as hard as they can to make. Because I mean, basically, if they don't accept the trade, the Pelicans don't accept a trade now from LA, they're definitely going to deal them to Boston because that's basically what they're saying by not doing a trade. Oh, and yeah, yeah, because I mean, the trade's not going to get any better that LA is going to be able to offer, and Boston doesn't. Nobody else has better. A better trade package in Boston would have yeah, in and does <laughs> that basically mean you're probably getting Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? The thing with Boston though is I know Boston would love to have Anthony Davis, but at the same time, if Kyrie leaves Boston, mm-hmm. if Kyrie leaves Boston, and then you have to trade, you know, Tatum or somebody like that to get Anthony Davis, they might not even want to go out and get Anthony Davis because by that point. You're, you don't have Kyrie. You're mm. going to be trading somebody that would be your, your, I guess, the head of your franchise. Yeah. And it would be tough to, you know, like, just all of a sudden start from scratch with Boston. So, I don't know what—I think a lot of that summer depends if—that is, if Anthony Davis does not get traded within this season before the deadline. A lot of that depends on Kyrie's decision, too, so— yeah, I think right now that Laker that they have the most leverage against the Lakers and against the rest of the league. I personally think that if he doesn't get dealt though in the next ten days or so to LA, like I think it could happen here soon. If it doesn't happen here soon, then I don't think he's gonna get moved until Boston's a player in this deal. I mean, it's gonna be weird. This is probably the best player in the league that'll be on the move for a while. I feel bad for New Orleans that they're losing him, but at the same time, I mean, they have horrible fan attendance. They don't really have anything around him. My only argument here with Anthony Davis is look. Anthony Davis is flashy. He puts up all the stats. He fills up the stat sheet. He does everything you want out of a player and more. He really hasn't won or been that impressive winning games in New Orleans. That's my one thing. That's why I think that he'll play well with LeBron. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, he's young. He's still got time to win more games. But that's my one thing against Anthony Davis is that he hasn't really won games, you know? Another one of my big hits or knocks on Anthony Davis is you've seen Anthony Davis a lot of times get, like, long, long periods of being Mm -hmm. hurt. And Injury on a team like the Lakers, LeBron needs somebody to be there all season long. Because, I mean, as you know, as a LeBron guy, yeah, I love LeBron. But this man cannot continue to play every single game, every single season. It's just not... It's inevitable that he's going to have to take a step back, at least from... In terms of leading a team, every single game. So he's mm-hmm. going to need somebody to step up the pace for him when he's not around. Because, I mean... The Lakers have not looked good without him. No. They've lost a lot of games. They lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. without him. And also, on top of all that, like you have to give up so much depth in order to get Anthony yeah. Davis that losing that depth I mean that's just you know what I mean like all the depth you're giving up like you can't really afford to go on without him so I mean that's definitely going to be weird I mean Kyrie and Davis both kind of injury prone guys so it'll be weird to see what happens but I feel like in the next 10 days we'll see something happen here with Davis I think LA is his best landing spot I think he's going to end up in LA I think there's smart enough Magic and the whole crew over there to get the job done and bring him to town. Lakers just blow everybody's mind and trade for Drew Holiday. Jeez. We have Anthony Davis. That'd be wild, too. Was. I mean, like you were saying about I mean, Drew Holiday, like, too. I mean, he's definitely on the move as well. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, they'll get first round. They'll get good assets in oh, the As far as, too. like, a good spot for – a landing spot for him, I mean, there's – I feel like almost – if there's one position that everybody needs, it's mm. that two-way – like, two-way guard. Yeah. And – I think Orlando is a good landing spot. They could give I him just don't know work. if he – if he gets traded I feel like they would just do him the courtesy of trading him to a contender but I mean what do I know I also only think only a contender would be the kind of team that would be give up the assets to get him. Yeah, like I think Orlando, like if they gave him a package of like Isaac and Bamba for him, like that's a pretty decent mm-hmm. trade right there. Guys with good potential, you know, like or the Mavericks even. Yeah, with Dennis Smith. Shoot, I mean that's not bad either. I definitely want some first round picks, which they're they, Atlanta. They, yeah. Like that's a Yeah, that's why it's, that's it's definitely going to be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, actually Dallas would be a great landing. great spot, spot for him. But, yeah, I like that one a lot. Luka and him come. Bind would be Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And actually, I've actually got the chance to watch a couple Dallas games recently. And Luca actually has been stepping it up defensively. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything crazy, but like he's been, I don't want to say putting the clamps down on people, but he's, you know, been like doing better Mm because that was the one knock that if he could come over, you know, from across the seas and step his game up defensively. I mean, Lucas a man, so I, I like Dallas and uh, Drew Holiday. I mean, that might be a nice spot for him to land. Yeah. But moving forward from, you know, trade talk, I know you want to talk about whether the Warriors are unbeatable or not. And Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that that has big effects on these moves too and why you build for the upcoming year. I don't think anybody can touch them. I think they'll sweep I mean, every single team in the playoffs. Maybe have... Like the Lakers and the Rockets be able to beat them one night where they can hit like twenty something three pointers, you know. But just LeBron take over, yeah. But I mean, I think the Warriors will run through it the easiest they ever have. You know, I don't think in the finals they'll get any. I think that the Bucks could maybe take one from them in Milwaukee in the playoffs. I mean, it's but, just with the Bucks, like they just don't have the firing power, straight up. And I, I mean, they have firing power. That's yeah. not a knock on their team. It's just like. It, it's so crazy and frustrating to watch the Warriors because no ma- it seems like no matter how good a team does, the Warriors can play bad and keep up mm-hmm. with them all game. And it's so frustrating from like an NBA fan perspective, it's frustrating because we really haven't seen anybody even challenge them since LeBron came back from 3-1. And to be honest, it didn't look like LeBron was challenging them until he came back. So it's... The Warriors do look unbeatable. Uh they've looked unbeatable for the last four years. And now with Boogie it just looks scary. Yeah, I mean and they they don't even look fair having DeMarcus Cousins on that team. They don't like it's it's not even fa- like last night, I mean they the Pacers barring they don't have Oladipo anymore, but still I mean, they got just absolutely run out of the gym last night. I mean they've run pretty much everybody out of the gym. That game in Boston was close, but I mean, still, Boston couldn't even hang with them, in Boston's that was, amazing it, that was at home. in the Garden, yeah. You know, it was you what know, so I'm garden, saying. Like, so it's not like, it, yeah, it's not easy. That game is not a, That game's not close in the Oracle. Yeah. Like, it's not close, and that I hate to say that, but, I mean, it's it, not close. Exactly, and Boston's one of the best home teams in the league. The fact that they couldn't even do anything, that just speaks volumes to how good they are. So nobody's touching the Warriors. Let's move here. Let's talk a little early Super Bowl. So my yeah. first question for you here is obviously the big one everybody's been asking. Is this Tom Brady's last game? He said it best. He said zero chance that it's not his last game. This guy is like a... I mean, he is a fiend for competition. Like, he is a... Like, honestly, he needs to look into possibly, like, taking classes on addiction. Because he is literally addicted to winning. Like, I mean, he cannot stop. I I don't know, like, what the physical toll is going to be on Tom Brady. Because, like, he's like that... He's like vape pens, man. Like, they don't know what's... (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> don't know the study behind like what yeah, effect, lasting enough. impact. he hasn't. We've never seen something like this, and it's so nuts yeah. to me that he's 42 and he's going to be playing in a Super Bowl, and if he wins it, he will probably win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely crazy that he could have this much impact still on games, how old he is. I don't think it'll be his last game either. I think Brady still probably will try to play till he's 45 or so. I, I just hope he goal. doesn't go out like a far Manning kind of thing where you just get mm-hmm. knocked around and banged up. I don't think it'll be Gronk's last game either. Gronk said he's going to play as long as he can play with Brady. So, I mean, we'll see that. But then again, at the same time, I don't know if the Patriots will offer him the kind of money that'll keep him around just because he's been injured so much. So, that's <laughs> definitely... As far Gronk? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, so, I think another big thing going in this game is just the chip on the Patriots' shoulder. Like, them at the rally yelling, we're still, still here. Like, mm-hmm. the shirts, anything, everything. Like, I feel like the Patriots really won. I feel like they were embarrassed last I year I the uh, I think Sean McVay... Mm-hmm. Had a little talk with his team because did you see today? Yeah, Roby Coleman and Yeah, the- he was actually talking a lot of shit. All last week, he was mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're gonna go. What do you say? We're gonna stab no, him. No, no, no. He's this is what he said. So he said that Brady was old. And so, what he tried to say today was in in interview, it it, yeah. yeah, is he said he wasn't as sharp and then he seemed old. And so, then today in his interview, they asked asking him, He's like, Yeah, well, when I played in Buffalo, they asked me what the difference was between Brady now and he's in Buffalo. And he said that he's like older or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I, That's all I said. Like, of course, he's gonna, you know what I mean, trying to cover. Yeah, him, he, so. backed, he backtracked. Uh, keep to leave even helped him backtrack. Who is a former Patriot, and I think, I think that has a lot to do with Sean McVay. I don't don't think, I don't think Sean McVay. I think he's the smart one of the obviously he's one of the smartest coaches in football. Yeah, he doesn't want to give the Patriots any bulletin board material because like the Patriots thrive off that. Mm -hmm. Like literally, if you talk smack about the Patriots, they will do their best to expose you. And honestly. I like Sean McVay's chances of beating them. I do too. But... I think he's the more talented team. I'm not going to sit here and count on Brady out. I will never, ever, ever do it. I'm... If I had to make one single bet on the Rams, I would probably take the Rams just out of pure talent on their team. I mean, the Patriots have been running all over people all through the postseason, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they're going to be able to do that against... Sue and Donald I mean did you see that picture of Donald Aaron Donald Mhm he's a freak man. I mean he looks like he could rip me in half with like He looks like I don't know if you're a, if you're a superhero guy or not, but he looks like Thanos from the Avengers yeah. like that's literally what he looks like compared to everyone else God uh, I actually wrote down as my keys to this game. I think whatever team runs the ball and pressures the QB is going to win the game. I think it's going to be one in the trenches by what offensive line dominates the other and then what defensive line dominates the other. I really think that's where this game will be won and lost. We've seen where that basically the Chiefs were able to get no pressure on Brady. Really, mm-hmm. the only time they did, they got called for that rough in the passer, which was mm-hmm. a horrible call. But, I mean, I think that's really what it is, is keeping people away from Brady, giving him time back there. I mean, he's a he's a mastermind at, Yeah, you know, Calling packages to help block. Um, he's also a mastermind of going down before the defense can get to him. Mm-hmm. Like you will never rattle Tom Brady with a hit because he will hit the ground before you hit him. Yeah, and the thing I love most about this game is I think that I really think football is won by coaching, and we have the two best two coaches, best coaches. We, and they're both best at the opposite thing. Belichick's a defensive coach offensive coach here for McVay. So, I mean, I think McVay is the new Belichick in the sense of that he's the young prodigy about to run the NFL. Belichick's kind of the old guy that has run the NFL for a long time. So, I think we're really seeing a really, really good coach-cerebral matchup. I mean, everything's going to be fun to watch. McVay likes to take risks. Like, I mean, that, that I'm, I'm glad we got hat, this. Yeah. I'm glad we got this matchup, though, because, I mean, we already got to see... Luckily, we already got to see the Rams-Chiefs game, yeah. which would be the other possible Super Bowl matchup. And we didn't get to see... You know, I mean, we gotta see Rams Saints. Yeah. We didn't get to see Saints Chiefs, but with these two games, we have the Patriots and the Rams, and I mean, it's literally a dream matchup because you have two quarterbacks, literally story of a tale of two stories with old and young. Yeah. And you have a tale of two stories with coaches, old and young, offensive and defensive. It's the best matchup. Probably the best offensive line this season has been the Patriots, and you have possibly the most talented—I wouldn't. I don't necessarily think that they've played the best this season as far as the defensive line goes, but you have to put the Rams' defensive line as one of the more talented ones in the NFL, and you have to give credit where it's due. Aaron Donald was by far the best defensive lineman in the NFL, and I think he's going to be the X-factor for this game. If he plays well and Sue plays well, I think that the Patriots will struggle because they will have to move the air or move the ball through the air. And without the Patriots running game, I just don't think that. Yeah, Sonny is gonna have to have a great game. I think he's going to have a good one. Um, the real thing is, do you think I mean do you think the Rams can win without Gurley? Um, I mean, I don't think I don't think the Rams All right, this is going to sound really bad if I don't clarify this, but I I love Todd Gurley. I think he's obviously a top three back in the NFL, or top five Mm -hmm. at very minimum. But with Sean McVay, this man knows how to use his players, and he knows how to use C.J. Anderson in a way that most teams wouldn't know how to use him or utilize him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's... I mean, when he's gotten cut by two teams this season, yeah, and he came in Raiders and the Panthers, yeah, I yeah. Mean. two not very good teams, and then he came in and had two 100 yard games in place of Todd Gurley, and then has had all the this all the success in the playoffs, and I think that's a testament to Sean McVay finding a way to, you know, capitalize on his size and strength. So I think that it's not so much a talent thing at running back as much as it is what Sean McVay is doing up or drawing up and how well Jared Goff is performing as well, too, because, I mean, that opens up the run game for them tremendously. No, I agree. I mean, I think McVay, he – McVay's not one of those guys who says you need to get better at the things that you're not good at. You know what I mean? He's more of those let's use the things that you're good at and let's let's find our best possible ways to use them. And that's what he does with guys like Anderson, guys like Gurley, with all these guys. I think Todd Gurley needs to play in this game to give them a better job um, or to give them a better chance to win this game. I really think that this is going to be a big, like – I think it's going to be an offensive game. I feel like I, th- I feel like when you give two offensive I minds agree. like McDaniel's and McVay that long to prepare, that it'll be a lot like like this um, last year's Super Bowl. And also, I mean, McVay's a risk taker, just like Doug Peterson mm-hmm. is. Like, yeah. like a Philly special on fourth and two from the goal line. Um, I can definitely McVay, see like the, that. McVay's fake punts, how his special teams, how good his special teams are. I really think they could be an X factor. I mean, like I said earlier, the Ram. Like you said, I mean, the Rams have the best roster, but you can't count out Brady. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait for it, but. That's what I'll, we'll leave it at that for now for early Super that Bowl chatter. That offensive deep or that offensive line and defensive line matchup is huge for that game. Oh, for sure. No, it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge matchup on Thursday. We'll have even more for y'all on this matchup. I mean, me and Brett will give you all our kind of picks and all kinds of stuff. We'll have a lot more stuff for y'all. Trust me, guys. It's it's all coming up. We're just gonna leave it here. Super it's, Bowl Super Bowl week yeah. is very fun, and there's a bunch of. We're too like. We're two betting guys, I would say. Yeah, and we like our bets, and the Super Bowl is probably the best time of the year to make crazy prop bets. So we'll get we'll touch on that a little bit yeah, next time we're on here. Prop so. bets, game bet or spread bets, over under bets. We got everything covered for y'all. Lots of stuff coming up on the next one. We'll but call that one. Uh, we'll call that one bet with Brett. Yeah, bet with Brett. Exactly. I like it. I yes, like sir. it. Yes. Hey, I like it. So we'll leave it there at that. Alright, this is a topic, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's been on my mind here for a little bit, but I feel like that Dana Holderson going to Houston and leaving West Virginia, a Big 12 school, kind of going to the AAC, I think it kind of opens this discussion. So the Big 12, obviously they used to have 12 teams, they Mm -hmm. lost Nebraska, and they lost lost Colorado. Colorado went to the Pac-12, Nebraska went to the Big 10. Um... Do you think the Big Twelve should go back to twelve teams? That's my first question mm-hmm. for you. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't even care. I just I think that I just think that at this point I'll just say yes. You go go ahead and give me your opinions and I'll just jump I'll elaborate once I hear what you have to say about it. Alright, so I think the Big Twelve needs to go back to twelve teams. I mean they added the conference championship game, but I think it's better off as a conference. Having 12 teams. I mean, think about it, it's more revenue for them. Yeah. A lot more things go in their favor if they have 12 teams. So if they're gonna do it, they pretty much have to do it in this upcoming offseason. The AAC is do a new TV deal in 2020. It's gonna take these teams from making about $2 dollars off the current deal to about eight million. They've had a pretty successful year. I mean, they had UCF go pretty much undefeated back to back years. They have the University of Houston getting Dana Holderson command. I mean, Houston's good at basketball. They got Cincinnati, Wichita State for basketball, Wichita State's having a down. Year though. Then I mean, they got sure. Memphis. Memphis has got Anthony Hardaway now is Penny Hardaway is their head coach of basketball. They got the number one recruit coming in. They got a respectable football program. I think now is the time for them to expand. I think that the AAC has the foremost fit teams of those teams I just named to add in there. I think it makes sense. If I were them, I would take the University of Houston. You know, they're in the state of Texas. They've expressed that they want to get in there. I think that's what they're trying to do here. It, it makes sense for Houston for sure. It, and as far as the other teams involved, uh, or well, I want to say, the other teams that could be potentially involved. I think that it it does make sense, but at the same time, I just can't find it in myself to care. Uh, I don't think... (laughs) UCF, you know, they have had this, you know, run on the football field where they've been doing really well. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be fun to watch to see what type of impact that would make on their program. Mm -hmm. And I just... I don't think I would care I don't think I care about this topic until it actually happens I don't know how to care about this topic for whatever reason I, I that's my best answer it's it's it is what it is but I mean I'm I would like to see I, I wouldn't mind seeing UCF in Houston. Yeah, that's I who know. I think they should select. The top ones, yeah, for yeah, sure. If they selected any other teams, I think it would be stupid. I mean, I think Houston wants in, they offer Houston they're going to go in now. I just feel like now is a good time to talk about it just because it's kind of time that it needs to happen it or not does, happen. It does need to happen. I think if we're, if we're going to talk about expansion and things of that nature, are we? Are, would you say this would most mostly affect college football? Or would you? I mean, I don't think it, it affects hasn't. college football a lot necessarily. I just think that it just makes the big the Big Twelve more fun. Yeah, you know, the big conference more fun, just yeah. to have more teams. Yeah, I think it makes college football a little bit better. You know, I mean, the, all, all the emphasis kind of on the Power Five. They're really the ones who get into these bowls. We've seen teams like UCF get left out, so I think that it gives UCF an ability to get in there to go up against better competition. You know, give them more of a a reason. It gives these programs chances to make more money for their school. You know, I feel like it helps out all all sides, all parties. Kind of like gets it. A of those non-conference, you know, I mean, it kind of gets rid of the teams like UCF in the past, be like who are trying to get in there. I mean, I feel like it really takes away all the powerhouses that had a chance to go undefeated and get in. I, there. Def- I definitely do like it. I think the, I think what it would help most with Houston and UCF is more so recruitment classes. I think mm-hmm. that would help. Them and they're already getting good recruits. Yeah, they're getting like great recruits ed- at all it is, over obviously. Houston. Yeah, and I think that would help them the most. And also, it kind of gives them a platform to, or well it kind of finally rewards them in a mm-hmm. sense for what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish. But at the same time, uh, what, eh, as far as like why now mm-hmm. would be like the main question because there's been teams that have had success in the past yeah, I haven't just, got it. Well, it just has or. to happen now it they, does teams to happen because teams won't be able yeah. to get out yeah. of those TV deals. Yeah, so that's TV why deals. it's kind of now or never. I don't really think there's any other teams that are fit besides those four so. That's just that's just my take on it. We'll move here to the last topic. Um, Harper and Machado kind of holding up. So Harper and Machado haven't signed yet, and, and it's holding and, up. Everybody. Yeah, and it's holding up at, like all teams' moves. Period. Like there's all these pitchers like Bumgarner, Kluber, all these guys that are available. We're barely hearing any news about these guys. Like Harper and Machado are definitely holding up the market here. I mean, these guys really haven't made a decision. When do you think we'll see them make a decision? I believe teams have to report to spring training. Like I February saw 11. that. I there was a bunch of rumors this morning mm-hmm. swirling around about Harper actually signing with the Phillies tonight. Wow! Which obviously, unless it's happened, yeah, I've mean, yet no, it has not happened yet. Yeah. So if he signed with the Phillies tonight, that'd be awesome because people can finally see like what everybody else is gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. I don't know why they would do this. I don't know why they can't just make up their mind like grown men, but. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are holding up the entire market. And as a Braves fan, I mean, as soon as they sign, I know the Braves are going to do something. Yeah. Like, I know they have a plan with either... Real real moto Or something But yeah, I mean the Braves Have to make a move We're pretty much One Josh Donaldson Injury away From having the same team As we had last year Just with older Version of Nick Markakis, Who was actually One of the most Key hitters on the team Last year So Shout I mean, out the Bar- Yeah so the Braves Have to go make a move Right now You know I feel like we need to But I mean at the same time You can't make any moves well, yeah, So you see what yeah. happens With Harper and Machado yeah. I personally think that Machado will probably end up signing with one of these teams like the Padres or White Sox. I think he's all about his money, personally. So, I feel like these guys are going to... I don't think Machado will go join Harper. I think that Harper is going to the Phillies. It's just a matter of when, but at the same time, why would he not make his mind up yet if it's this soon to happen, you know? I just... I, I don't think there's a good reason for Bryce Harper to take this long in the process. I mean, everybody that has offered Bryce Harper... Has probably already done it. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody or everybody that wants Bryce Harper and that has the infrastructure to house him, yeah, has made their offer. So I mean, you just gotta stop being indecisive at this point and just take it. I think they kind of like. I think that they're trying to use leverage to get more money. Yeah, get more money. Because I mean, they're not. They haven't gotten these offers in the range of the of Stanton did. Like nobody's even coming close to touching that Stanton money. So that's well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's understandable. I mean, plus two, like teams have seen that these huge ass contracts, like guys like Stanton have been getting, like all these guys have been getting these huge contracts. We kind of seen they don't really work out. Like look at Stanton this year; he didn't, he did not have a good year. Well, here's my point with Bryce Harper in particular. In particular, mm-hmm. if you wanted the big contract like Stanton had, and you wanted it, you know, this offseason, you should have played a lot, a lot better than you did in the last season. I mean, he did not play very well last season. Well, not to say he didn't he's play He didn't really well. hit for average. He didn't play what you would expect Bryce Harper to play like. So, I just don't understand why he's holding it up. Just make the make the decision. And after that, there's going to be a whole flood of news coming in for the MOB. Hopefully, that happens within the next couple of days and we can talk about it next show because, yeah. I mean, if one of them signs if both of them sign in between now and Friday which would be i think the next time we would record mhm i mean we will have a whole slate of mlb talk there will be trades oh yeah signings i mean they've literally put they've essentially made their own free agency like time slot like they've made mm-hmm. their period of free agency Bryce Harper and Manny Machado have done it like they've Taking the MLB out of the equation, essentially. No, no, they really have. I mean, they're controlling the entire market. I mean, they're even controlling teams that aren't signing people just because they don't want to go out and spend money unless that these other teams have. They don't know how much money they need to spend on these guys. I mean, they're literally affecting the entire leagues. They're affecting everything. The league's money, just like every single thing. So, it's it's pretty crazy man what's going on right now with these guys I mean I think that I think we'll see something here soon I mean spring training starts like I think on the 11th of February so it's right around the corner so that list of players that hasn't signed yet that haven't signed yet is substantial as far as like big names things like that I mean we're just like everybody's waiting and I'm kind of getting tired of waiting. I mean, we've waited a whole entire off season. Pretty Happened much. last year too. I mean, um, who's yeah. the pitcher that signed with the Phillies? I Ari, can't Arietta. Yeah, 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 yeah. We waited on Arietta for forever to sign. Like it's there's just so many guys still sitting out there on the open market, just flying around. I so. just want the I need the I need the Braves to get a reliever, and I need the Braves to make some noise with a bat in some sense. But I'm cool with the Braves not getting a bat. And so I mean, like we don't really need. The good thing with the Braves is they're so far ahead of schedule that like, there's no rush. Yeah, there's literally no rush. I also thought it was kind of. I also thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, but the Braves to me have so many prospects in our minor league. Like we probably have like shoot, we have like ten pitching prospects, like close to you know what I mean like said, seven, eight. Like, they said eight out of the top. 50 I think Yeah, we eight have, out of the top 100 we have so many yeah and then on top of that we have guys like Soroka who have already gone to the MLB mm. Tukey or we already have up there like big fan of Tukey. Have, oh I am too like we have so many pitching prospects I'm just like alright like let's go ahead and let's do something here with them we got Austin Riley over at third base I've heard that we're going to try Austin Riley out in the outfield possibly put him in with the outfielders mm. if he can play outfield we'll find out here in the in spring training so I mean there's so many moves the, the Braves could make the tough thing with the Braves and what I hate about it is um, the fact that So we have so many pitchers available to us Mm -hmm. as far as prospects go. Yeah, Picking the right prospects to trade and the right ones to keep is so difficult, but we have to make that decision at one point because, let's face it, there's not that many spots available for pitching. I mean, we need somebody that can really make an impact in our lineup, like truly make an impact. And depending on how much they're asking over there in Miami – I would not mind trading some prospects because we have a ton of them Mm -hmm. for Moto, And I'm a big fan of him. I think he would be a great upgrade for us defensively and in our lineup. So I think that if we can find a way to trade some of our prospects, it's just tough because, you know, like, I guess, if you're a big Braves guy, Mark Teixeira, stuff like that, where we traded in, like, those we got Mark Teixeira on a one year deal pretty much and then Neftali Perez uh Elvis Andrus they were all became Salsa Lamachi I mean yeah, at the end Salsa of the Marca, day they those they guys they all became everyday players Yeah, they, like, they were good everyday players they didn't end up becoming great but I mean like I agree with you though I mean we cashed all those prospects out and didn't really we basically got a rental of Mark to share then we traded him to the Angels I can't even remember what who the first baseman was we got but I mean it was not a good trade I mean yeah the Braves did not do a good job there I agree though I mean it's time for these MLB teams to start making moves I think that we'll see something fall here in the next couple days I mean, hopefully hopefully we get to talk about it Friday yeah right. originally they were saying they were doing the New Year so I mean it's way past that by the, yeah it's 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 pretty much June, February by now, but I mean, I think these guys are going to want to know where they're going before spring training and kind of get I associated. So. With their I, w- clubs. I would like to know the actual date on when they need to report. What is the exact date? I looked at it earlier. I believe it was February 11th. Jeez. Let look. Cutting it close. Very close. Yeah. Um, we'll be I'm waiting. Looking, I'm looking it up right now. You're on the. You're on the yeah, so so teams so teams uh, uh the teams have to report from the 11th to the 13th. They have various okay. days for each team. So <clears throat> I think we'll see these guys fall pretty pretty soon. Let's hope to God. I mean, yeah. Bryce Harper, man. Get it together, Roy. That's what I'm saying. But Brad, I appreciate having you come on again. Luckily, we uh we got another one Friday, I think. It's yeah. kind of like a dead time right now because like you going to you have the Super Bowl, which is huge. Mm-hmm. But it's like the it's right before NBA trades really pick up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's All Star. I mean, we'll talk yeah. little, we'll talk a little who we think who because the All Star lineups will be out. So we'll talk who we think gets snubbed. Give our all star teams who we think should be on the team. You know we'll give you all, all that stuff, and we'll that, talk Super yeah, Bowl. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, after the Super Bowl, it will go downhill a little bit. But I mean, February is kind of when you really start to start paying attention to ba- college basketball. Snowball too. effect. After, yeah, after this know, month, because I mean, you kind of go right into into college basketball, then it's conference championships, then March Madness. I mean, it just all kind of you know, it just all kind of goes perfectly. So it'll be. I'm I'm excited for everything. See what all's coming up. But I appreciate you coming on, Brett. No problem. Uh, you know. We we're supposed to get snow today in Atlanta, and that didn't happen. But we did enjoy a nice snow day. Uh, hopefully, your listeners can enjoy a nice podcast on their snow day. You know, we'll still have some on the ground tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much snow out there. So right? much snow out there. They had to cancel everything. I actually saw a girl in the grocery store. To end it right here, this is this is Georgia summed up for those who you mm. that don't know. This woman in the grocery store had two dozen eggs. Three loaves of bread, three gallons of milk, and a full cart full of food. Preparing for <laughs> preparing for what forecast said, less than one inch of snow. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's Georgia. That's that's Atlanta. That's a uh, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl location and destination. So hopefully we get a nice little Super Bowl this weekend. We'll touch on some prop bets Friday, but yep. That's all we got for y'all. We'll see y'all next week.